We need an intro for Super Tuesday, man, because what a freaking day. The California Connection is back. It is Tuesday, October 10th. And not only are we here to talk about AEW Dynamite like we normally do, but we also got WWE NXT head to head. This is a freaking wild night man reg after the two hours and 10 minutes that we just experienced of head-to-head pro wrestling with lots of news sports entertainment pro wrestling all of it mixed in one how do you feel man you know what denise it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan you guys denise had me watching another wrestling show that's not dynamite so ignore the intro because there's two things going on tonight but look denise didn't we all win tonight I think we certainly did. There's no way. Like, no matter if you chose to watch NXT, AEW, or you chose to watch both, or hell, if you chose to watch neither, I feel like no matter (laughs) what you chose to watch, uh, both shows delivered in very different ways. Yes, exactly. I think if you wanted a lot of great wrestling and you wanted a lot of story development, and if you wanted some superstar spectacle, you got all of that today. WWE did what WWE was. This wasn't a regular NXT. This was NXT mania. And AEW just did exactly what they needed to do to counteract that. I think, Denise, put some great matches on. Have the best wrestlers in the world being the best wrestlers in the world. And that's how you win. Dude, so how did you feel watching both of the shows? What was your format? How did you do it? Did you do the <laughs> channel flipping? Did you do side no. by side? What was yours? Yes, I had two things going on. I had AEW on the TV and I had NXT on the laptop. So I'm listening. I'm looking at both shows. I'm seeing what they're doing with all the surprise guests. What did you I want to know, just like off rip, Denise, what did you think about NXT's guests? Did they was that satisfactory of having Cody, Paul Heyman, John Cena, Undertaker, all these people? Did they do what they needed to do with that? I think they did, honestly. And I know we're going to cover everything a little bit more deeply, but I will mm-hmm. say this. There was time. So this is how I did it, okay? I yeah. did this all on one freaking screen, man. I had AW Dynamite on one window. I had NXT on another window, Yo. side by side. And then right below it, I had my notes for the podcast. And then on the tab next to it, I had my Twitter app. So I was like doing updates. I was writing notes. Denise. I was going back and forth. Bro, you should have seen me. Like, honestly, today, was proof that my multitasking social media skills are fucking lit man let's go baby i don't even know how many tweets i put out if someone goes on my twitter and counts uh i was updating like everything from both shows how how dude i was just like machine man machine (laughs) locked in i was like in freaking rocky four you know when they have the russian guy and he's on the machine and he's like (laughs) that's how i was but no so there was times though where you know i'm watching right i'm kind of going back and forth that sort of thing and there was times where you would have a john cena or your cody rhodes or whatever in these random segments and i'm going oh I saw my eyes being stolen from whatever it is I was watching on AEW to see, okay, well, if you're putting on Cody Rhodes on the TV, I want to know exactly why and who he's with and why he's inter- you know, uh, intertwining with these people, right? Yeah. So I did kind of find myself going and turning my head anytime you had some of those special guests on the show. So I would say it definitely worked. Yes, exactly. I think that what they needed to do, they had everybody do exactly what they needed to do. They had Cody come in and beat Cody. They had John Cena come in and beat John Cena. They had The Undertaker come in with this Blue Lives Matter shirt. But look, uh, there's all, we can't have 100. Blue Lives Matter shirt? I mean, it's on the line. I mean, uh, you could probably pick that up at a Blue Lives Matter rally. I mean, as soon as I see a little flag, anytime I see flags, like, it's just like a. (laughs) 
I get scared because I'm a black American. So if I see a flag somewhere, I'm like, yo, what's that flag for? And I know what his flag is for. <laughs> Reg, fear of flags. Fear of flags. Because flags, do, uh, listen, listen and learn. Stay away from people that have flags. And if you have a flag yourself, I'm staying away from you. I was going to say, do I have any flags in here? I was about to say, I don't think I got any flags in here. I've been wanting flag to, I'm talking about I've it's not want, all flags. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I've been wanting to get a little Mexican flag somewhere, <laughs> but I haven't been able to find one. I thought it, I want a little cute one, you know, a little tiny one. But anyways, I get what you're saying. All right. So we got so much to break down on today's show. So we're going to get right to it. So the way that we're going to do this show, it's going to be a hot mess of chaos. And we're going to go back and forth between like NXT tonight. and AEW. So uh, we're going to go back and forth between different topics and kind of just go from there. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and let you guys know, though, if you do send in any super chats, they really help us out a whole lot. And if you want to get your question, your comment, your statement, damn, if you want to wave your flag of tribalism, I don't oh. care. Oh, if you send it in the chat, I will read tribalistic comments. I don't care. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm going to start a war here. No, but real. if you send in your super chat, it will get read on the air and I will make sure to read it here. And it does help us out a whole lot. So uh, we're going to get started with a couple of the super chats and then uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into our first topic. But here we go. Let's yeah. get through a couple of these. Steven sends in the first one saying, Denise, would you believe anyone if they said The Undertaker was going to be on NXT? NXT. Holy heck, there is a ton to discuss tonight. Doppelganger399 says to whomever put the Tony Storm segment in picture and picture on TNS, <laughs> TSN Canada, bite me. Roberto Arsenal says Tony Storm acting on the silent film was great. Mm -hmm. Taylor Cannon, DWO member, says, okay, this intro is dope. Oh, he thank you, Taylor. Uriel Londero sends in a generous super chat saying, let's go, Cali Connection. Only watched AEW, but I was left happy with storyline progress and in-ring action. Not sure how that fluffed-up version of NXT went, but all elites all the way here. Jose Palomares said, did the same as Reg. I had a blast. Uh, Corey MacArthur, also DWL member, says, good evening. Watch both shows side by side. Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, tipping for the extra hard work tonight Seriously. will chisholm says cody got that dusty hard times pop tonight delayed grat sends in a super chat saying i watched it just like you denise i'd mute aew and cena cody undertaker and paul Heyman were on the mic when the matches were going on aew had all my attention both good shows we got a really generous super chat here from brandon rosen who says What's up, Cali Connection? I thought both shows were great. However, if I had to pick a winner, I would choose NXT. While AEW had some good story progression, NXT was just so much fun to watch and had plenty of holy shit moments. And Fair. Eric Lewis sends in a $2 super chat. Thank you so much, my friend. Actually, super sticker. Uh, correction there, super sticker. And uh, we also got another one here from Alvin Everett, who says Braun and Mella both got endorsed by Cena and Taker tonight, plus Braun got endorsed by Paul Heyman. So yeah. I want to kick it off with that. We're going to kick it off with The Undertaker. So, Reg, we already knew that they were stacking up these shows, both NXT and AEW, but NXT right smack in the middle of the weekday after they had already made all of these announcements, all of a sudden did this promo that aired. I forgot if it was during SmackDown or Raw or both. I think it was both at this point. And after the NXT promo end, we just heard the gong mm -hmm. and everyone knew, okay, they're teasing The Undertaker. Uh, what did you make of that, man? Um, It was interesting because I think that 
AEW, it was a, just kind of a circumstance, happenstance of them ending up on Tuesday. WWE picking up the phone to call Mark damn Callaway, the Undertaker, to show up in their little arena in Florida with their less than a 1,000 fans or however many people in there seemed a little bit wild to me. But I understand. If we're playing a game, let's play the game all the way, I think. Um, American Badass, was the last time he here, was he American Badass? I can't really remember. I feel like he switches gimmicks all the he time. He does. He does. I thought, I thought that was a pretty he interesting Because he left the gear it. the last time that he was there. Right, 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 right. But then, then the match with AJ Styles, I guess he was American Badass. So, yeah, yeah I, he I, was. I can see what's going on with this. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good way. They really like Braun Breaker is what I'm saying. You guys, somebody said it in the chat about them him getting put over by Heyman, Cena, and The Undertaker. That just shows how much faith they have in him, I think. Exactly. And here's the thing, like I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh my God, they're bringing in the Undertaker. Who's he going to be mixing it up in the ring with? That was one of the topics uh, right. heading into the show where people are like, okay, clearly you want to give it to someone good, right? If you're going to mm -hmm. give the Undertaker rub to anybody, it's got to be someone good. So what we ended up having here was clearly we had the big main event that was promoted throughout the night, which was Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. And we've seen these two guys go at it before. And I think they definitely delivered once again here tonight night but the big thing here was that Carmelo Hayes was uh had John Cena in his corner mm -hmm. and then Braun Breaker had Paul Heyman in his corner and so we have this really phenomenal match man and we do see that at one point Braun Breaker is going in to use the steel steps on Carmelo Hayes. John Cena goes in there and it's like, nah, you ain't going to do my homie dirty like this. Mm -hmm. This is not going to happen. So he helps him out there, kind of takes that away from Braun Breaker. And during this, we end up seeing so Solo Sokoa come in. And Solo Sokoa and John Cena have been having these like couple of moments together, like against each other the last couple of uh, shows. And so seeing them, ends up fighting and brawling out out of this picture you just see solo sokoa and john cena fighting their way out and so then afterwards we end up seeing this match get back and carmelo hayes ends up getting the victory but after this is when we see um the undertaker mm -hmm. the undertaker comes in he rolls in in his bike and he ends <laughs> this is fucking wild man his bike <laughs> he comes in on his bike oh, it's a motorcycle it's can you say motorcycle bike you could say both right you could say both. yeah sure <laughs> all right he comes in in his motorcycle just to use the proper term his motorcycle here. bike his motorcycle bike <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so during this, uh, we end up getting a confrontation between Braun Breaker and The Undertaker. Braun yep. Breaker gets feisty, man. He's all up on The Undertaker's face, and The Undertaker is not going to take no disrespect from him, especially after uh, we end up seeing Taker tell Braun Breaker that he has been watching him, that he does mm -hmm. believe that someday he is going to be a special talent, but that is not today. Chokeslam his ass, takes him out, and once he's laid out on the mat, he basically tells him that today he met the baddest of them all. And the closing shot was literally The Undertaker pointing at Carmelo Hayes and giving him the good old, you got my respect, thumbs up sort of thing. Uh, damn. What did you think of this? I like the endorsements for both uh, Braun and Melo because Braun got an endorsement too. Being face-to-face -face with The Undertaker, Undertaker telling you anything in, in a WWE ring is an endorsement. So him taking the really strong choke slam, all that's really great. Melo played a great role here too, um, kind of playing, trying to pl be the big homie to John Cena, even though John Cena is the big homie, but like 
welcoming him into NXT, having really fun with that. I like at one point, uh, Braun hit, tried to do the you can't see me, and John Cena was on the outside like, motherfucker, I can't believe you're doing my move right now. Really good <laughs> stuff. But I thought it was a strong way to put over both Braun and Mello, which I think is the, the intent of it. Yeah, it definitely is the intent of it. But that's the thing, too, is that, like, looking at this, we already know that Braun Breaker, like, he's been the guy since the second he came in. Everybody, he was already set up for a good future, right? Everybody's like, he's yeah. a Steiner, he's a Steiner. Look at the way that he looks. He's going to be something special. But then, on the other hand, you have Carmelo Hayes. And we know how it is for small guys in WWE. It's a freaking uphill battle. But this guy has literally won, you know, the NXT breakout tournament. He's a multiple-time NXT. NXT North American champion, and he's had these phenomenal matches with Ilya Dragunov that seen him get the admir the admiration from people like John Cena and The yep. Undertaker. It just really felt so well-deserved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I was always, even before he came in, I knew that he was going to excel pretty well here in WWE. <laughs> but, I mean, Denise, the small thing is really a thing, and I was nervous about that. But, I mean, he's been defying those odds here in NXT, I think. Being multiple-time champion, being the former NXT champion, getting endorsements by people like Shawn Michaels. I mean, if you look up interviews and you look up, if you just Google Carmelo Anthony, it's nothing but glowing reviews. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, sorry. Shout out to Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. You can Google Carmelo Hayes, and it's nothing but glowing reviews, and you see Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all these guys giving it up to him. It's even better, I think, just kind of starting from the bottom and not being immediately one of those top guys but like building from the bottom i think that way fans are behind him the people are behind him when he does get to the main roster it's going to help him certainly man i think they did i think they used the undertaker very well right. uh here tonight like you said putting these two guys over giving them the rub giving the fans and the audience a moment to be like oh we're getting to see the undertaker this close how freaking cool and then the yeah. fans knowing that it's a rarity especially those watching at home knowing that's a rarity to get the undertaker exactly. all right so we got several more super chats to get into here we go alvin everett says braun and Mello both got endorsed by cena taker oh i read this one yeah. uh ready twice we read it twice it was that good alvin that was a good one Jose Palomares also sends in a super sticker. Shout out to Jose. Mr. Acosta sends in a generous super chat saying, I think all fans won tonight, but I'll just say that Dynamite did feel just like another episode. Nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. Great grabs. While NXT feel like it was expectable, WWE was not fucking around. And That's fair. I do think that is a fair analysis, honestly. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind that uh, AEW Dynamite, I feel I feel like AEW sometimes gets judged differently in terms of like when they have a show that maybe isn't that great because right. they did set themselves up. They have set the bar up pretty damn high to always yeah. be succeeding. Very right. But I think this show was great. I mean, it, it depends on what kind of stuff you like. I thought they put a great amount of wrestling on this show. Brian and uh, Swerve, which we'll get into, was great. Orange and uh, Ray Phoenix was great. My big homie Squash and Jericho was great. I think there were a lot of great moments. If you prefer the other one, I understand. But, yo, I love them grabs. Eric Lewis sends in a super chat saying, I want to see Baron Corbin and The Undertaker have a motorcycle match. <laughs> Will Chisholm says, WWE teasing Ava Rain joining the bloodline for people who don't know, that's The Rock's daughter. I love how you said the people, people who don't know. I feel like everybody knows that that's definitely The Rock's you daughter. You might not. You might not. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just those facts that maybe not everybody knows. I don't know. But I do like that they have been teasing this for sure. 
Hunter Tillman sends in a very generous super chat. Man, Hunter, thank you so much. Cool. Hunter says, what's up, Cali Connection? It was so hard to keep track of both shows. My honest opinion was professional wrestling fans truly won. I'm happy there is something for everyone. Cheetah, three-time champion, the American badass, let's effing go. I honestly feel, Reg, that these two shows played out exactly the way that most of us were expecting. I know that this is what I said heading into it. Heading into it, I knew that uh, AEW was definitely going to shine in the way that they normally do with the in-ring stuff. But we knew that NXT was really going to kick up the sports entertainment into a whole another, a whole another, a whole another gear. And that's the thing about WWE is that they're really good at making moments. And yep. I think that for this particular show, they made a lot of little moments for sure. All right. So shout out to Hunter always being a great uh, supporter of all the podcasts that everybody's on. Thank you, Hunter. But uh, yeah, you can't out spectacle WWE, Denise. If you're gonna try to do that. You're going to lose 100 times. I think that's why AEW is the great company that it is because they never try to outspectacle WWE. They know what the bread and butter is. It's pro wrestling. In ring, ding, 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 ring the bell and let two people, four people, six people go at it. And that's the way that we're going to have our business excel. If you go out there trying to have bigger moments, have bigger spectacle, you're going to lose. It's WWE. Even if it's NXT, they're going to turn it up. And we saw it tenfold tonight. See, and here's the thing, because there's something that we also can't ignore, right? We're out here talking about how the wrestling fans won. The wrestling fans won, right? And yeah, Mm -hmm. that's all great and stuff. But let's be real. Things kind of got a little ugly on social media, especially like the last 24 hours. Uh, Tony was definitely on one. Like he didn't give no. He was giving zero apps, man. Bro was out there freaking tweeting about Triple H being bald. <laughs> I kid you not. Bald assholes. He was like, he was on it. He was pissed. He put on his freaking competition shoes and like was it. like, nah, man, this is my birthday. This is, we're going to put on a great show. And, uh, you know, seeing that, I think was, I don't know, it's kind of funny. What yeah, you, I thought it was just a bunch that? of, I don't think it's anything to be serious about. <laughs> yeah. Her wrestling promoter just having a good time. Yo, if this is going to be a competition, I'm going to act like this is a competition. This is this. Screw you guys. I'm going to beat you, all that stuff. Tony Khan, no, he can't beat the WWE, like I said, in spectacles and ratings and fucking ticket sales. But he can beat you in wittiness and fun and having great matches on the show. So lean into that. I think it kind of spiced things up, right? For people exactly. that were, I think he kind of wanted to get people riled up so that there could be more conversation surrounding this Tuesday night war. And thus, exactly. of course, more people tuning in either to the competitor or to WWE itself. And there's mm-hmm. going to be people that tune in to the competitor just to see, just to compare and be like, huh, yeah, like my team's exactly. winning here. Yeah, 1000%. And shot WWE wasn't, they did they gave up a little bit of stuff too on on their twitter page they said this is the biggest nxt of all time you don't want to miss this the biggest and brightest and best you don't want to miss it they're doing the same things they're just being a little bit different with it more still petty still petty though denise don't forget they were doing the same thing if triple h could have got on and said hey fuck you i got the bars too he would but he knows what time it is 
Yeah, I think there was definitely some petty stuff on both sides. But like we said, it's a competition. This ain't uh, love is a battlefield, man. Will Chisholm says, I did love that pop Jade had. She looks like a billion dollars. Let's talk about that right now since Will Chisholm sent this in. Jade Cargill, we first saw her on WWE Fastlane. She gets out of this very fancy SUV. She's looking like a zillion bucks. Dude, Hmm. one of the things I said was put her in my bank account because my numbers be going up um for real she shakes hands with triple h they talk business as they walk off and today she pops in once again she also teased on social media that she was going to be on the show by showing that Shawn michaels was calling her and she shows up on the show really great pink gear and all she does is shake hands with Shawn michaels and they walk off uh how do you think wwe has been handling the presentation of jade cargill I think this is the perfect way to introduce her, Denise. The way that they've been doing the little vignettes on SmackDown, the the articles and Sports Illustrated and all the different things. I think it's the best way. Make it look like she's a big star because she is. So every time they show her on camera, you're like, who is this? Because that's Jade Cargill's number one best asset. That was her greatest thing in, in AEW. Anytime you saw her, it's like, well, who is this? She's on the cover of the video game. Who's that? She's on TV. You're like, yo, who is that? And I think that's the thing that they need to lean into. WWE is doing a great job so far. You don't need to rush the the debut ring uh, match. You don't need to rush anything. Just ease her in there. Just ease it in there. But I think they're doing great with it. They're making her feel like a big deal. And like you said, if you didn't know who Jade Cargill was, WWE is making you go, well, now I need to go online. I need to Google Jade Cargill. I need to see what this girl is all about. Who is she? Because I'm excited. If they're excited, I'm excited about it. And I feel like that's what they've done, especially for the viewers that don't know Jade Cargill. Mm -hmm. And for the people that do know Jade Cargill, I feel like we're starting to see the the things that we were already kind of seeing in AEW just uh, times 10. Honestly, times 10 with like the Hollywood yeah. treatment and all of that. Totally. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, hey, Denise, 10 more gifted subs. Join the DWO because once you join the DWO, you're DWO for life and it's just too sweet. Shout out to Sheldon Jackson, who has truly been awesome, has been gifting so many Thanks, uh, YouTube subscriptions for people for my channel. So I appreciate that, man. Ozzy Madero says, Denise, go Jets and Bengals. Now nah, screw the Bengals. Go Jets. Alvin says 10 out of 10 heelish promo from Lexus King tonight. Can't wait to talk about that. Brandon Rosen says, when you see Jade Cargill making a cameo on NXT, you know, WWE meant business tonight. Uh huh. Steven Marchuli says the segment that caught my attention, Paul Heyman talking to Ava, the reason for the rock to return. They must've did a good job with that. A lot of people are bringing that up in the chat. Yeah, certainly. All right. So I want to go ahead and now we're going to hop over to the AEW side. We're going to be going back and forth. So I want to get into Adam Copeland versus Luchasaurus because this was a big deal. This was the biggest thing that AEW had for their show here today was Adam Mm -hmm. Copeland's first AEW match. He comes out there with Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus pretty much dominates the the, the majority of this match. And I'm going to fast forward to the finish because it was a real fun one. Mm -hmm. You had Christian Cage literally coming out and it looked like he wanted to give the bout to Luchasaurus so that he could cheat and use it against Edge. And instead, Adam Copeland... This is it's gonna, gonna happen, yeah, for hard. so long. 
Adam Copeland instead takes the belt from Christian, uses it to hit Luchasaurus, and gives the belt back through, to Christian. So when the mm -hmm. referee turns around, and when, excuse me, when Luchasaurus turns around, he thinks that Christian Cage was the one who hit him with the belt. And so uh, Adam Copeland gets the victory he only has like a little bit of a second to even celebrate his victory because all of a sudden nick wayne comes out bam takes him out and so this allows luchasaurus and nick wayne to beat up on uh adam copeland but then we get this like everybody comes down we see uh brian danielson go out there the bcc hangman page everybody comes out to help out whoever their friend is and it's this big brawl Reg, what did you think of Adam's first AEW Dynamite match? And how did you think of the storyline and everything that played out afterwards? Denise, you did not mention this incredible Christian promo before the match where he got into talking about Edge's wife, who we all know is Beth Phoenix. Bro said, change the sheets. Daddy's coming home. This is crazy. Ooh. This is crazy. He said, uh, he said he's everybody's father. Christian. I don't know if there's a better heel right now in pro wrestling that's talking on the mic. MJF, you should be ashamed for letting Christian do this on your show. You're playing that babyface bullshit, and Christian's out here outclassing you, Max. Can't believe you're doing it. No, incredible promo, though, by Christian. I thought the match was really fun. Lucha Source is a, a big guy, a, a really good visual for Edge's first match, I think. And Edge looked great. He had he was a lot of good selling. Lucha Source led a lot of the match. He looks really good in there. I thought the... Uh, Getting everybody involved. It's so crazy, Denise. We haven't fully talked about Edge being in the AEW since, you know, you've been gone and we've been having our pods and stuff. But seeing Edge here is still, I said Edge, I've like five times already. <laughs> We're just going to keep calling seeing him Edge, Adam man. Copeland, like 20, you know, seeing him here in this, in the show is still wild. Even wilder. I was just watching Nick Wayne at West Coast Pro like six months ago in front of 400 people wrestling some of the best wrestlers in the independent circuit. Now he's in the ring with Adam Copeland, Christian Sting. It's insane. It's great for him. I love it so much. But I thought Adam Copeland, I'm going to try to keep saying it and saying it right, really great debut. I'm loving everything that they're doing with Christian. I'm interested to see, are they going to get back together? I'm feeling like Edge is going to go heel eventually here, but that's just me. You know, you th I felt like they almost teased that in a very, very small, little, tiny, minuscule way. But mm -hmm. they did it in a way where it's like, okay, Adam essentially outsmarted both Christian Cage and Luchasaurus here. But yeah. like, even for a second, when he used the belt and he still cheated, exactly. he still used the belt and cheated. That to me was going, huh? Oh, that's interesting that he chose to cheat in his first match back. Now, I get it. They played it off nicely where you can almost see it both ways, where it's like right. he cheated. That's a heel move. But at the same time, because he did it to essentially uh, give Christian Cage and Luchasaurus a little taste of their own medicine, you can argue that it wasn't a heel move. So I feel like seeing it whatever way you choose to see it was very interesting. And yeah. I, I think to me, it was more so the finish of this match that had me going, oh, damn, like, this mm -hmm. is good. I love the way that they played that out, and I feel like that's definitely what you needed. Like, see Nick Wayne involved in all of this. Like, come on, like, he's just it. a kid, and he's, he's out there. Sir, he's out there and freaking getting involved in Adam Copeland's first AEW Dynamite match. And that is one of the things that I will want to give credit to AEW for is because they do a good job of incorporating, you know, 
people in no matter how long they've been in the company if, if yep. they have them in the story they're gonna put them and incorporate them in the storyline mm -hmm. yeah and nick wayne kind of getting thrown right into like a main event angle is big for him big for the future of what he's gonna do here in AEW, and just being able to ride along and be involved in angles with legit legends and hall of famers is gonna be amazing for the rest of his career also shout out to luchasaurus doing a good job playing the big brooding uh bodyguard for christian Everybody's just doing so great here, I think. Ozzy Madero says, where was Roman? I thought for a second we were going to get Roman just for a tiny bit. Was he advertised, Denise? Because no. a lot of people are no. saying, like, where was he? I thought he was going to be here. He wasn't advertised. No, he was okay. never advertised. I know that the way that Paul Heyman kind of made his announcement that Paul Heyman was going to be on the show was yeah. a little bit confusing at first, but they made it very clear that it was going to be Paul Heyman. Okay. The only reason there was one tiny thing was when he was on the phone and he was like, call Roman Reigns, which he's uh, always okay. calling. Roman always Reigns, calling him. Yeah. but because this show was different and they were bringing out absolutely everybody i think there was a small little uh maybe people having a little bit of hope thinking that they might see roman reigns here but and they even teased it when paul Heyman came out he was like uh he was like doing the intro and i'm like maybe roman reigns is here and like no he's not here just kidding guys yeah so we didn't get roman reigns but i just feel like come on at, at one point like how many more people do you need on the show like save roman reigns for you know for next week he's going to be on the smackdown premiere Right. Will Chisholm says, I even got to say NXT made me want to see Brian Pillman Jr. Christian must be proud of him sitting on his dad. <laughs> or did he meant shitting on his dad? He meant shitting on shitting his dad, on his right? Dad, shitting yeah. on his dad. Okay. I was like, sitting on his dad. I'm pretty sure you meant shitting on his dad. Um, dude. All right. So we'll get to that in just a second. Jose Palomara says, damn Reg, get him. What was I getting him? I got him. <laughs> Steven Martulli says Lexus King promo was fire. Uh, he has People a chance. Like it was oh. freaking good. I can't wait to get into that. He has huh. a chance to climb the card with this act. Real life is a moneymaker in wrestling. Oh. Errol Holmes says Don Kellis is putting a powerful team together. The fans won tonight. All right, so let's press on. The next topic that I want to get into is now we're moving over to NXT and let's talk about John Cena mm -hmm. because we talked a little bit about him because, of course, he was in the corner of Carmelo Hayes. But I do want to touch on a little bit of his quick promo that he cut on NXT because yep. having John Cena out there on NXT cutting a promo was like, oh, my gosh, like, let me scrub my eyes and make sure I'm seeing this. Seriously. So he's putting over NXT. He's thanking all of the fans. He's talks. He thanks them for creating an environment that people like him want to come and visit and this is when Braun Breaker essentially interrupts him and we get Braun Breaker sucks chance obviously John Cena is very familiar with those and John Cena says the lyrics are so much cooler when uh sorry the song is much cooler the chant is much cooler when the lyrics are changed yeah. and he goes to shake his hand but instead he doesn't Braun Breaker doesn't so we end up seeing Braun Breaker just like bam hit John Cena. John Cena tries to get him with the AA, but instead Braun Breaker gets out of that. And then of course, we already talked about the main event, but uh, how'd you like John Cena, you know, coming out here and just being like, yay, NXT. Seeing Cena back in WWE is still weird. Like the schedule is like, wow, he's supposed to be at Crown Jewel and all this, but seeing him in this little CWC center, even weirder, but Denise doesn't matter where John Cena goes. He is over like Rover. People love them some John Cena. Uh, it's still kind of weird see, seeing him now, and he looks like, everybody knows, Ernest goes west. He looks like that guy. It's just like, 
I don't know if I want to cheer him sometimes. I still want to boo him. I'm still an old school Cena fan. But I think him, you know, anytime you get an endorsement from somebody like Cena, uh, NXT as a whole, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, and I'm glad that they had him go out there and basically hype up the crowd and hype up NXT. I think that's kind of what made the show, to me, honestly, aside from The Undertaker uh, coming out, John Cena's promo was what made me feel like we were watching a special NXT. Because More than we, Cody's? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We might as well talk about that right now. So yeah. Cody Rhodes opened up the show, and mm-hmm. it had been announced ahead of time that Cody Rhodes was going to be the one coming out and opening up the show. But he comes out there, and it had been announced that he was going to be making these major announcements. And yeah. I feel like everybody kind of predicted what those announcements were going to be. Mm-hmm. But then there might have been some doubt behind some people's minds because it was announced as like a major, 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 major. So I'm going like, damn, what can it be? It can't just be the, just the dusty roads tag team classic. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it ended up being three things. One, it ended up being the men's breakout tournament. Uh, they, Mm -hmm. he said that it's going to be happening after the women's breakout tournament. Then the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is definitely happening, but yep. they didn't say when, did they? Unless I missed it. No, they did I think not. it's just another announcement, too, of coming soon. And then the other thing that I thought was actually really damn cool was Cody being the special guest NXT general manager for the mm-hmm. night. So he made like a lot of matches, had a lot of backstage segments, um, all good stuff there. But it was, for me, the John Cena promo that made me feel like, Man, you're you're really making the the fans feel special. The NXT yeah. brand feels special. I like that. Yeah, what I you think make of both of these. You can't beat Cena. Cena is if you need a speech from a WWE superstar that's going to hammer it home. John Cena's the guy. To me, it might be controversial. The number one WWE superstar of all time. You could talk about. It, you could talk about uh, Rock. Hogan, Wait, you're Austin. saying over Rock and Hogan? Ever, ever. Nobody, they, none of them had a I run. I mean, sorry, like you're Cena. saying over Rock and Austin? Yes, none of them had a run like Cena. Like, Austin's run was for like three years. The Rocks was like, nobody was on. This guy was on top yeah, but, for like 15 years, Denise. On top. Not but just I wouldn't there, put him over Stone Cold Steve Austin. Over. Oh, no, Red. Stone Cold's no. run was like three years, Denise. That's it. But he's Cena's Stone was Cold like Steve 15 Austin. straight. Like, I'm not putting, I'm not, the Sun Cole was amazing, amazing run. He killed it. But John Cena went for like 15 years straight. I get what you're saying, Fred. He was champion in 98, 99. He was out for most of it. 2000, he was like, he was gone for most of this run. He was over as fuck. There's not a lot of people that are over this fool. But Cena did that shit for 15 straight years. And he was the number one guy all those 15 years. The Rock and Austin were neck and neck. There was a couple of people that were up there with Cena, but none of them were over Cena. Cena's that guy. WWE to the C-O-R-E. See, I, I get you have a great point. You made some great points here. I ain't even going to lie. You made some great points. But to me, like Stone Cold Steve Austin was lightning in a freaking bottle. Like he, totally. He's just I one of a kind. And even though it wasn't as maybe the longevity wasn't like John Cena, he just did a lot in that ch- time period you know and so to me it just i can't put anybody over stone cold like it's for me it's stone cold and then whoever else in the bottom whoever you want to argue about john cena the (laughs) rock hulk hogan uh you guys can argue about the rest of the people but for me it's stone cold for sure all right this is for another day red totally totally i didn't realize you were this big of a a john cena fan that's not what i said that's not what i said that's not what i said (laughs) 
not what I said. I just said he's the greatest of all time in WWE history. That's a dog, you know. Another okay. story for another day. We'll come back to that. All right. So it's different then. Greatest of all time, but not your favorite. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so who is your favorite? Now I need to know. Of, uh, in WWE of all time? Yeah. It's either Brett or Sean. Okay. All right. Okay. Just making yeah. sure we're on the but same those guys, here. they weren't like big time. I mean, they were big stars, but like not right. like much. they were stars. big in your heart. But yeah, of course. Bret Hart to the end. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. This was great. Okay. Uh, let's keep it going. We got another super chat here from Will Chisholm who says, I love that all the women at NXT was marking out over Asuka as they should. She's a She's women's cool. wrestling icon. Hell yeah. All right. So now let's hop on over to AEW because I want to get into this Jay White hangman page mjf situation and i'm curious to see uh what the chat has to say about uh you know some of the stuff that went down so mm -hmm. here we go first of all as a friendly reminder we're going to be seeing jay white versus mjf at full gear for the AEW world championship Callie, baby. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll talk about Brian Danielson and Swerve Strickland in a minute. But earlier, uh, Hangman Page did cost that match for Swerve Strickland. So we get this, uh, you know, we get this freaking awesome match, by the way, between Jay White and Hangman Page. Like out of all of the matches and everything that was announced this week, like this was the thing that I was most looking forward to. Throughout the match, we see Jay White go after the knee of Hangman Page. And this affects Hangman Page because he isn't able to, you know, hit his buckshot lariat or anything like that. He does do like a moonsaw and, it, you know, has little moments. He does. He's mm -hmm. able to hit his clothesline, which gives him a little bit of a breather during this match. Um, and then once again, like for the finish, we end up seeing him try again to get the buckshot lariat but is unable to and instead hits the dead eye uh and jay ends up kicking out of that and then we see the bullet club gold uh essentially try to interrupt with this and because of what happened earlier in the swerve brian match prince nana comes out he comes out with the crown and he basically uses this as I don't think he actually did. He actually hit Hangman. He didn't. No, he, he tried, tried to, but Hangman stopped. He him. tried, but he mm -hmm. stopped it. But it was enough to cause this distraction so that Jay was able to like roll him up and get the win here. And then afterwards, Hangman chases out Prince Nana. But what we got after this kind of got a little bit heated, man. Uh, MJF comes out and he's pissed off because Jay White has his triple B. And he they go back and forth about what the triple B means to MJF. MJF. MJF thinks that Jay White's a shitty person mm -hmm. and Jay White stomping his foot instead of MJF. He's like J-A-Y and that popped <laughs> me so much, man. And then we find out that Juice Robinson and Bullet Club Golds, they have mm -hmm. a gift for MJF. And this gift is a roll of quarters Ooh. with the name Friedman written on there. Now, for those of you guys who are like, what's the big deal? Well, MJF has spoken about this a couple of times on AEW television about how he was, as a child, bullied. And in the actions that people were bullying him, one of the things that they would do was throw quarters at him because he is Jewish. And so they incorporated this into the storyline, which, you know, MJF, I guess you can say, kind of started it when he first brought it up i don't know mm -hmm. i have no idea but they use this and damn if that is more heel heat than i could ever imagine man uh i know that there are certain things that sometimes happen in pro wrestling where people kind of get upset 
because I did see people get upset about this on social media. And there's people saying, you know, now it's not the time because of everything else that's going on in like, you know, the real world. And so we have like this, you know, wrestling tends to blur the lines a little bit. Do you cross? Did, did this cross the line? Did this not cross the line? I don't know. And I'm curious to see what people thought about this. And I almost feel like this is a tough one because Reg, you and I know when it comes yeah. to certain topics, there are things you can speak on and certain things that you may not have the knowledge or the firsthand experience to come out and speak on. Correct. Like I only talk about like Latino shit, Mexican shit. Yeah, if right. it's not, if it's not in that world, if I don't right. know it, I Same can't here. give myself an opinion because then that's just rude AF, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Reg, I'm sure you feel the exact same way where oh, there's yeah. certain things where you're like, oh, I can't touch on that. So this is one of them where, you know, I'm not Jewish. I can't talk yeah. on that. But I feel like here, here's the thing. Like, was it given everything that's going on right now in the world? I don't know about the timing. I mm. think the timing was like rough. My but only thing about this, I see a lot of people talking about it in the chat, asking about Juice Robinson. I know zero about what's going on behind the scenes, but I can guarantee, I put my house on that, that was MJF's idea. Oh, I I'm sure. Guaranteed that was MJF's idea, so that's where we have to start. Of like yes. The Jewish guy wanted the heat. Yes. So like, that's where we start. It's not on Juice. I'm pretty sure it's on MJF. Again, I know nothing. Nobody told me anything. I'm just thinking of how MJF thinks. But yeah. It's a touchy subject. If people were offended, you should be offended. If you weren't offended, you don't have to be offended. I think it's right. like that kind of thing because it's such a fine line between realness and wrestling and things because it's a real situation that they're turning into. Like, so I understand if you were upset. That's all I can say because I don't want. I right. That was my whole thing that I was going to start off with next is that I you know, I feel like, especially given a lot of like reports and stories when, when previous wrestlers have had beef, right? There are stories that come out about things that have been approved and, you know, how they go about, you know, the creative and, you know, how they go about deciding things. I can't imagine at all a situation where this was not either brought up by MJF yeah. or approved by MJF. Exactly. So therefore, I feel like that is a big key in terms of you know whether or not this was right or wrong or or cross the line didn't cross the line i have yeah, no if we find if a idea select report comes out sean ross sap and they're like juice robinson went off the script and did that himself <laughs> then we go for him but for now, exactly <laughs> exactly so i think this one is and i knew this one was going to be a complicated one yeah. uh but i did want to i did want to make sure that we covered that though because i do think it's going to be like something that you know it's, it's a thing that people are talking about on social media but yeah it comes to like all every now and then we get things like this on um we get things like this in wrestling where sometimes yeah. you're like people there's been things where i'm like i'm totally fucking cool with this and then i see somebody else that's like completely outraged by it and then sometimes i also think that sometimes in certain things that happen people feel they have to be outraged Right. because they don't want to be like left out i'm not right. specifically speaking for this but in other right. things that have happened in wrestling so right. i feel like it's just a matter of like everybody you know making their own assessment i guess exactly all right so Great match though. yeah really good match i thought uh hangman and jay white went for it this is exactly kind of the match you want from this jay white has been getting better every single week but matches like this are we're really going to put him over the edge. I think he's really great at promos, as we can see. It's time to show him the wrestling, and today he showed him the wrestling. Hangman Page is insane. Really incredible wrestler. He knows 
how to get heat. He knows where to be. He knows everything about being in that ring. And him and Jay White together was just a really good combination. I like to see him go at it again. Hell yeah, man. And I knew that it was going to be good, bro. I freaking yeah. knew it. Uh, Delayed Grad says, sorry, Reg, The Rock and Stone Cold became household names when WWF was doing bra and panties matches. That's John true. Cena is the goat <laughs> of the PG Monopoly era. Also true. <laughs> Can't lie. Yeah, you're right. Era <laughs> Holmes says, Denise, you're fighting everyone. First Kate, now Reg, don't go back to France. What was going I on in France, in France, Denise? I wasn't in France. <laughs> you were in Greece, aren't you? Yeah, I was about to say, hell no. They're, don't they all, isn't that like the stereotype of like the, the French yeah. that they're mean, that they're, they're rude? rude? I wouldn't mess with French people. I'd be no too way. scared. You didn't even go to France, though. That's the funny part. I didn't go to France, although I did go to Paris one time. And yeah, uh -huh. I did notice that, you know, it's not like, no one's going to be like, oh, sweetie. They were like, oh, oui, Denise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Reg, I would die if anybody came up to me and was like, oh, oui, oui, Denise. <laughs> that just sounds so bad. <laughs> Sorry to any of our French supporters. <laughs> I love it. We have any French people in here, man. Hit us up with that because I feel like French is the only, like one of the few languages where like you can be cursing somebody out and it'll just sound beautiful. That's elegant. What are you saying to me? <laughs> <laughs> They're like saying like the worst things ever to you. <laughs> All right. We got a uh, super chat here from Alvin Everett who says Oscar versus Roxanne, Pub Rules Match and Dragunov versus Dom was amazing. Yeah, it certainly was. There was a lot of freaking great action on nxt all right so with that being said uh before we get into some more of the nxt stuff i do want to get into uh, another item here for aew and that is Soraya versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's World Championship now with this one here um oh man okay so we were here, you know, talking really about Soraya becoming the women's world champion. And uh -huh. we kind of knew that this was done at all in just to get a little pop, a big moment, a big moment and mm -hmm. to get, you know, the thing. Right. And it wasn't, it, it did come at a little bit of a sacrifice because when you think about Soraya being AEW women's world champion, what did you get besides that moment? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. So it, did kind of come in a little bit of a sacrifice for the women's division, but whatever. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, right? So during this match, we see Ruby Soho come out and interfere, and she comes out with the spray paint bottle. But instead, uh, Sheeta turns it around and sprays paints Ruby Soho instead. And then Tony Storm runs out there with her shoe and just starts <laughs> wailing on Ruby Soho, and she just starts freaking hitting her She's like over. so freaking crazy. Mm -hmm. And the, the, you know they run off. The match continues. Sheeta ends up winning this. Um, they go back and forth. Um, Sheeta and Soraya. Sheeta wins this match, and it is this big moment of like, oh my god, she is now a three time. AEW Women's World Champion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very interesting stuff here, Denise. I never thought that uh, Sheeta should have lost the championship. I thought giving it back to her was a good idea, and we were going to have this great long run. We didn't, but whatever. We're back here. Not for nothing, Denise. Another one of uh, Soraya's really good matches uh, since she came back to AEW. Sheeta's incredible. She can go at it with anybody, so I'm not super surprised. But, yeah, Soraya had her working boots on tonight, but it's Sheeta's time. It's been Sheeta's time. She is one of the MVPs of the whole company. Anytime they need her, anytime they call on her, she comes and executes. Really fun match today. She deserved that win. She deserves to be three-time champion. We need to see her have a long reign, like some people are saying here in the chat, because she has worked so hard 
when she felt when people weren't watching, when people are watching, no matter what, Sheeta is hardcore for AEW. So she deserves to be women's champion. And I want to see her have all the matches that we were going to have before the Soraya thing. Yeah, certainly, man. I wonder where they're planning on going here because I feel like they yeah. always go to Sheeta when they, they need an active, good champion. Mm -hmm. But then it kind of gets like, I don't know. It almost seems Stomping. like they, you can tell that it's very um, spur of the moment type of decision making instead mm -hmm. of, you know, when the, when it comes to the men, right? When it comes yeah. to the men and future champions, it feels a little bit more planned out, right? Unless there's mm -hmm. like an injury that happens, right? With the John Moxley situation with the AW International Championship, right? In, in situations like that, it's different, but it does feel a little bit more planned out in terms right. of like, oh, this, this guy is clearly you know, down the line going to be champion or this guy isn't going to be the champion, whatever, right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like that with the women. So now I'm thinking like, okay, well, where do you go from here? How do you make Sheeta's reign, this third one, different from her second, different from her first? What do you oh. do? Hmm. I don't that know. That is an interesting thing. I don't know because I think the, the best thing that usually works for a championship reign like that is just put them on TV, have them keep doing these great matches every week, get them in front of people to show it. They've done that with Sheeta before, but yeah, if there's no story or something to latch onto, like you're saying people aren't going to be as invested as they should so we're going to need her to get into something more than just having great matches i think in order to really move forward exactly all righty and uh speaking of the women's division and speaking of tony storm coming out here and attacking a woman with a shoe we need to talk about tony storm here because tony storm <laughs> Jeez. Ooh, she's been killing it. She's but, incredible. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. She really turned things around for herself, man. So she goes out there and she does this. She has a silent film that airs twice. Yes. Uh, where she comes out and I don't, I think I kind of understand it. Uh, I, I'm usually with silent films, they're supposed to you're they're supposed to be a story, right? <laughs> You know, they, they get, I mean, you know, I've seen Charlie Chaplin and there's a whole story and you know, you know, everything yeah. that he's doing based on the story, right? Mm -hmm. With Tony Storm, it was a little bit harder for me to understand from what I understood. It's she's, you know, I don't think I understood. <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand. Wait, I don't think I understand. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Here's my assessment a little bit. You tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. She was in her living room. She had her script. She threw them on the floor and then she's acting it out. Right. So she's practicing. Right. Is that what yeah. she's doing? I think she's just doing a bunch of silly scenes that are put together to to form a scene. So I don't really know exactly what she was doing, but she was just doing some comedic nonverbal things like and she's running guy, she's Charlie doing Chaplin this with. at one point she was doing this right and i'm like yeah. girl that is every teenage girl practicing for her first kiss with her uh with her fake imaginary boyfriend <laughs> all right shout out to the teenage girls back in the day all right what was your imaginary boyfriend's name Denise? oh <laughs> i hate that you knew that i had one of course you wouldn't say it if it wasn't true <laughs> okay so like shut <laughs> <laughs> shut up, right? Shut up. <laughs> All right. Me and my imaginary boyfriend back in the day had the best relationship, FYI. Okay. I had a crush. Okay. So I don't know how many people have seen the movie How to Deal oh, with Mandy shit. Moore. How to Deal with Mandy Moore. Whatever. If anybody here has seen the movie, I had the biggest crush on the guy who plays mandy moore's uh boyfriend in the in the move in the movie and i think his 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 character name was macon forrester that was his that was his character's name so Do my not imaginary... tell me that your imaginary's boyfriend's name was fucking macon 
What kind of a name? Macon, Macon, Denise. Your boyfriend's name was fucking Macon. You're a Latina little girl. You're a Latina girl, and your boyfriend's name is fucking Macon. I had a crush on him, and he was my imaginary boyfriend, okay? And I had not been in a serious relationship at the time, and it ended up being my most serious relationship before my most serious relationship was with my imaginary boyfriend, Macon Forrester, inspired by the guy from How to Deal. Jesus Christ. Okay, I Your husband swear. knows that he was next or after making it was the making and then him? Hey, you know what? I think he should be happy, okay? That I wasn't out there with them real boys getting them real freaking chorizo. I was getting the imaginary one. <laughs> getting real chorizo. <laughs> Let me tell you what. making wasn't going to be giving up no chorizo. He wasn't. He, I don't know sure. what he was going to give me. going to be giving up a fucking brat with that name. <laughs> Okay, well, you guys can Google my imaginary boyfriend later on. (laughs) How to Deal, that's the movie. I like that movie, by the way. It's a good movie. Um, All right. (laughs) I'm sweating now. I feel like I revealed (laughs) Reg, you're drippy. That is so funny, dude. I got on way too many clothes in my room right now. (laughs) Woo, shit. (laughs) Making. Oh, man. That's so embarrassing. You know, I would tell my friends at school, too. I told you would tell your friend. How old were you, Denise? Like fourteen. Oh my god, you were old. Yeah, but I wasn't out there with boys. I don't want to sweat so much. Keep make time, Denise, so I can take my shirt off. <laughs> All right. While Reg handles what he needs to handle, let's get into the rest of these super chats here. This one's from Brandon Rosen, who says, Sheeta deserves a long, meaningful title run. I don't want her to be a placeholder. It's clear now that Soraya only won the title just to create a hometown moment. Dude, this is literally what I had been saying from the very beginning. That's why I kind of felt like a little, uh, when the moment happened at AW All In, because I had a huge feeling that it was just going to be really meant for just like, the one moment and so yeah i kind of been feeling this way for a while for housing says thank you by the way for housing for this very generous super chat who says glad sheeta won the title tonight yeah but now let's do something i almost feel kind of silly hoping for the same thing over and over again mr acosta sends in a super chat saying Soraya fought more people on X than in the ring since she won the title whispers hbk continues to book women the best out of both companies Oh, oh, I was like, what is X? I was hella confused for a minute there. He means Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I Twitter. was like, on X? What do you mean, like, X? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think if you follow Soraya, you pretty much you. you no, I know exactly what he's yeah, talking about. You yeah. pretty much get this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Marino says, I took it as she believed she was in a movie because she had lost her mind. <laughs> oh, I like that. Almost like oh, yeah. her heyday is, right, because her heyday is past and she's a, like the whole timeless she's thing, but she's not real. She's lost her mind. She's cuckoo. And Chris. in her head, she's like, still in this movie dude i saw a movie oh and i can't remember what it's called or who was in it but there was a a movie where this actress it's also an old movie where she loses her mind and she thinks she's still in a film and she's not in the film and so all she does is sit in front of her tv and wishes that she could go back and be in these films again and then like in the end she disappears she's like gone and you don't know what happened to her 
Is this what the Tony Storm story is leading to, Denise? Did you just spoil the ending for no, us? No, because I can't remember if this was a movie, an old movie that I saw or like a Black Mirror or some <laughs> weird shit that I might have seen. Netflix I don't know. Shit, yeah. I watch weird <laughs> shit. I don't know what to tell you. Amir F says, hey, Denise, did you get your full gear crate yet? Yes, I did. I actually did an unboxing video today that I'm hoping to put up on Thursday. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you so much, Amir F. Um, now D says, yo, Tony, so is wild. <laughs> Hey, Reg, have you had chorizo with huevito? Like chorizo, some eggs? You know, I mean, like the real chorizo. I'm not talking about symbolic chorizo. I was, yes, please. I was, I don't know if this is going to offend you as a Latina person, but soy riso. I don't get offended. Soy riso hits harder for me. I don't know why. I like it. I've never had soy riso. Really good. It tastes really good to me. This is crazy talking about chorizo and soy riso and being in my mouth and eating it and stuff. But yes. I have. All right. I love it. I like like a little chorizo with some weenies, some huevito. You put some tapatillo. But you like chorizo and weenies at the same time. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, I like a double negative or something. Yeah, yeah, but but the chorizo is like a different texture, right? It's like a little bit more smashed. And (laughs) you smash the the, the weenie you like cut. What can I say? I, I like that. <laughs> now, D, thank oh. you so much for the super chat. Um, oh, man. Denise, you're about to get clipped all through this episode. They're about to have all kind of clips on your ass on Twitter oh, after this. God. Weenies and chorizo, all kind of sh- God, I just don't, I don't want everyone making fun of me for my imagination. Making. Friend. Okay, you know what? <laughs> he got me through lonely nights, okay, Reg? <laughs> he got me through lonely nights. Denise, please stop. <laughs> My stomach. All right. and I'm sweating too, man. And I got the AC on. All right. NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Uh, we need to get into this. So for the oh, NXT shit. Women's Breakout Tournament, uh, we had a Lola Vice. Um she continued on today in the tournament, and I honestly feel that Lola Vice is probably going to get the victory here. Uh, but right now, the tournament is looking—it's looking pretty good. And I'm—I was looking for the bracket, but somehow the bracket just disappeared. Oh. But let me pull up the. Oh, this is not the oh, updated bracket, by the way, because uh, Lola Vice defeated Danny Palmer today, and she. Uh, she's pressing on. And then that's kind of about it. We still have to see the Ariana Jakara match and the Carmen and Jada match. But uh, so far, it's looking pretty good. And yeah, I think right now, I'm definitely thinking that it's going to be Lola Vice. I feel like she's gotten over with the people. I don't know who any of those people are. I was going to ask you, but then I'm like, I know Reg is a little bit more like not in tune with this. I don't know who none of those are. I was all like, what are these names? <laughs> Petrovetro bitch and shit? What is this? <laughs> Well, we'll press on from this. We got plenty more to get into. Bear Hudson says, in light of everything going on, I was not a fan of the Juice Robinson promo. I truly believe someone should have ended the segment. Uh, Shame on AEW for that. Well, like we said, guys, everybody's going to kind of take this one a different way. And I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm in a position to say, oh, you, your feelings are wrong or not wrong or whatever. Right. Whatever you felt, man, is, is whatever you feel. So, And I knew it. The second I saw it, I was like, I know yeah. why they're doing this. I know why they're doing this. But also, ooh, you know, a little, mm-hmm. a little like biting my, my knuckles there for a second. Right. Um, Bear Hudson, thank you so much for the super chat, man. All right, let's press on from here. And let's get into a match that was really fun and was made. Uh, well, there were some changes that happened. So, yep. At the during the buy-in show, Tony Khan basically made an announcement that John Moxley is still not cleared to wrestle, which is crazy because it seems like they had feelings 
seemed like they had a I feeling he that he wrestle. was because mm-hmm. this match had been promoted for like a whole week. But yeah. instead, Tony was... Khan doesn't do that. If he promotes a match, he's going to execute that match. So something exactly. must have went on. Exactly. So that's that that was very interesting to see that happen. I was not expecting to see John taken out of this, but he's not cleared. And instead, we got Ray Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Championship. This was a very, very fun match, man. Uh, I I was kind of like when um, when Orange Cassidy hit the orange punch and and then went for the mousetrap, I still didn't think it was over. So when he got the three count, I was actually a little bit surprised. Like I had a feeling that Orange Cassidy was gonna probably win this, but I didn't. I wasn't expecting it right when he locked it in. I I honestly wasn't. Yeah, this was a surprise. I think um, Ray Phoenix has been having a really fun run. Incredible match last week with Nick Jackson. I was there. It was great. But uh, yeah, this was a big surprise. John Moxley, sending shout out to John Moxley, man. He has just been the MVP for AEW for a long time, and we hope that he gets better very soon. Orange Cassidy came, though, and, uh, you know, surprised everyone, tricked Ray Phoenix, got the win, got his championship back. Really fun match. I thought Orange Cassidy kind of dominated for a lot of it. We've been hearing some murmurings that Ray Phoenix is injured or something's happening with his back or something. I don't know what's going on, but... Hopefully a speedy recovery for him too, but it's we're back to Orange Cassidy, Denise. When John Moxley comes back, what happens though? Exactly. I almost like, damn, it's one of those things where like, I can't say because I did want, you knew that I wanted Orange Cassidy to defeat John Moxley uh, yeah. at the pay-per-view. Like yep. that was my pick. And I can't say, oh, they should have done it because it's different. It's like, it's an injury. You can't predict injuries, right? You, you right. just can't. But, um, but damn, it does kind of suck because, this bout was on su- this bell and orange Ca- Cassidy were on such a freaking run, man, yeah. freaking killing it. And now it kind of feels like we had this little, like, you know, this, this glitch and now we're trying to get back that momentum. And so I'm happy to see orange Cassidy as a champion again, but I feel like this is going to be short lived because you know that he's not technically supposed to be champion right now. Right. So I don't know if they swerve us and just keep it on him longer uh, I don't know, or if the second they get the chance, they give it back to John Moxley. It, it, it's just, it's one of those things where you kind of have to wait and see what mm-hmm. happens. But Orange Cassidy is the man that made this belt. Yeah. I cannot be happier seeing him with it because he is a phenomenal international champion. Yeah, but I do know that people get a little bit of frustrated with what they call hot potatoing of the championship, even though it's not hot potato. If you wrestle great and if you wrestle the best wrestlers every week, eventually one of these guys is going to beat you. Nobody, nobody realistically should do what orange Cassidy did because everyone's great. If you're doing 10, 20 matches in a row, somebody's going to beat your ass. Eventually orange Cassidy got past that and made it different. So shout outs to him. But I mean, realistically it's two of the best wrestlers in the world fighting somebody like, one champion shouldn't dominate the whole industry for five years and shit like Roman Reigns does. <laughs> oh, man. That's a conversation for another time. Uh, we got a super chat here from RS who says, haven't seen either show yet. Did, DK, did TK really allow a racial move on his show? This after chirping Vince, Hunter, and Sean all day must have been in a stressed out mood for his birthday. Well, again, like I said, I guess this depends on the perspective of who you're asking. Yeah. Alvin Everett. Oh, by the way, thank you so much, RS, for the super chat. I appreciate that, man. And I hope you enjoy watching whatever show you choose to watch. I think you're going to have a good time. Alvin Everett says, Denise, what's the most romantic thing you and your boyfriend did together? No, you and your imaginary boyfriend. My, my imaginary boyfriend. I don't, I don't, rem- 
remember, but like I was just a, I had a very I had a very uh, active imagination, you know. Right. Well, I used to play out all of my uh, favorite romantic scenes in my head with my imaginary boyfriend. You know, right before bed, I'd be laying there like. Mm-hmm. And then you would play that Mandy Moore song to the from Come to me. No, because- show me who you are, baby. You were playing that song too while you and your imaginary boyfriend went to imaginary Disneyland. I mean, we didn't go to imaginary Disneyland, but we did have like imaginary like dates and stuff. Like we would I dance with my imaginary boyfriend. Like you know, you would dance to- with your imaginary boyfriend. Yeah, because and you were fourteen, Denise. Yeah, because if you're listening to Rome romantic songs and they're out here you know you got your taylor swifts your mariah carries of the world singing about all of these great loves and you're there loveless who are you gonna apply this to i need someone to envision she was 14 you guys what is okay reg you clearly do not know any 14 year old girls which no. right now you shouldn't but back in the day but back in the day all right i know there's girls out there that feel me i know they're out there you guys gotta have my back chat. Anybody y'all else gotta, have an imaginary boyfriend? Y'all gotta have, do boys not have imaginary girlfriends? No, Denise. Oh, well, I you mean, guys maybe, are missing know. out, man. Because it's Did the you guys? Best. I don't have no imaginary girlfriend. They're That's loyal clear. to you. And once you find a real boyfriend, they're done and out of your life. They ain't nobody crying. What did you what did you tell your imaginary boyfriend when you got a real boyfriend? You Nothing. I never thought about him again. Wow, you ghosted your imaginary boyfriend. <laughs> I ghosted my imaginary oh boyfriend. My God, he still thinks you guys are together. This is done. This is done. <laughs> Christopher Marie. He was, at, he was at your wedding in the back, like, I can't believe she did this to me. <laughs> you know that we mean? were supposed to be up there. You know that meme when you overshare? That's what I'm feeling right now. I overshared. You went all the way in. You should have kept all of this. I'm done talking. Like, I keep thinking about this. You're taking me back to a period in my life that I'm like, You took us back, Denise. We didn't take you back. I don't even know how it came up. All right, Christopher Marino says, I think Orange being bums from not having a bout to not feeling like a champion until he beats Mox. Yeah, that'll be like the, you know, him really really, really uh, having that, like, uh, you know, solidifying that mm-hmm. he is the rightful AEW international champion. But until that happens, um, you know, we're, and even then, like, we're not, I don't know if we're going to get the Ray Phoenix, John Moxley match again. We still need that match. We still yep. need, clearly they're going to have to do John Moxley, Orange Cassidy. There's just a lot here that they're going to have to do. Right. RS sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much, RS, for this. Uh, RS says, does Dynamite feel like the bigger show because NXT is in a studio? Ava to the bloodline seems like a tense. Seems like a tease that only plays out if Rock does Mania. Who won Booker of the Night, TK or HBK? All right, so I want to touch on first on what RS said here. Mm -hmm. What would the landscape look like? Reg, in your opinion, if NXT was in an arena on a weekly basis instead of the CWC or the Performance Center, whatever they're calling it now, uh, if they're doing WW, if they're doing Raw and SmackDown size arenas, not. Nah. But if they just like go on the road and they're in like little theaters and little and smaller places, I think it it could work. But if they're just gonna keep doing what they do now, I think this is the best for now. They're trying to do what that they, they do. Maybe if they get attached to Raw and SmackDown and. Like they do collision and dynamite and rampage, maybe, but I can't really see them moving out. I could see people thinking of it NXT as like a studio wrestling show, like NWA and those types of things. But it's attached to WWE. If you're saying John Cena and The Undertaker, it's like, I don't care where it is, you know? Exactly, exactly. Now, here's the thing like, I know people are going to be like on Wednesday, oh, a developmental brand, B A W. Well, keep 
in mind that they didn't have it wasn't just developmental talent no. like they had the undertaker john cena so i feel like that's definitely something to consider when you know if there's going to be like bragging rights and all of that but the thing that i also wanted to get at here is when i was thinking of okay which show was the better show right Mm -hmm. Who was, uh, this is RS's question, who was the better booker of the night? Was it TK or HBK? I feel like there's a lot of different factors to weigh in here. So when I think about both of these shows, uh, I had mentioned this before, but last week when I found out that Dynamite was going to be on Tuesday, before any of this, you know, uh, before any of the announcements were made, were made I was just going to watch AEW Dynamite on Tuesday, and then I was going to watch... Um, I was going to swap it. I was going to watch NXT on Wednesday, right? Because I just figured, oh, okay, I know what to expect. And I know that there's usually more news that comes out of the Dynamite show. So I definitely don't want to miss that, right? When all of the announcements were made, all of a sudden, my opinion changed. And I'm going, okay, I can't miss NXT. I cannot miss NXT. Now, having watched both shows, sitting here, they're entirely different shows. But if I had to choose which show would I have watched, I would have gone with NXT for the sole reason that that was the newsy show. That was the show that had the expiration date in terms of news. Uh, AEW Dynamite, I could have easily watched tomorrow and still been up to date with all of the storylines, still mm -hmm. been up to date with everything. But because of the newsy aspect of NXT, that kind of won me over only because of of the news you know I, that's it's my job right to talk about the news and i knew that show was going to have a lot of it when you have the undertaker john cena cody rhodes and all these people you're going to get a lot of that and like i said earlier there were times where i was going oh cody rhodes is on tv i need to see who's mixing it up in there what and even once you saw okay why what are they talking about where is this going what can this mean so it was little things like that where because this show did feel really special it does feel like you have to go with NXT on this one because they just pulled out all the stops. But let me tell you, let me tell you why you're wrong. Ooh, because let's you go. said it actually. Let's go. Next week, what's NXT going to look like? Is John Cena going to be there? Exactly. Is Undertaker going to be there? Is Cody Rose going to be there? Is Paul Heyman going to be there? No, 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 no. Next week on Dynamite, you're going to get. You said I saw great matches and I saw storylines progress. We're going to get the show that we deserve to get. Next week, NXT is not going to be like that. They're not going to stack it next week. Undertaker not going to bring his motorcycle not out next week. So booking, if we're talking about booking, one was reactionary calling a fucking legend. And the other was we're booking for our show next week. WWE didn't book for their show next week. They booked for tonight. That's yeah, I, I can disagree with that. Of course, all of the cameos did help put over their talent a lot more. But yeah, you're right on that where it was this once uh, once, you know, this was a one week thing for NXT. I, you know, I know they're bringing in more main roster people. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But as many and like as this. big as the one that you got today. Yeah, we're not going to be seeing that every week versus AEW Dynamite. What we got here today. That was their show. I feel like that would have been the show regardless of they would have been on Tuesday or if they would have been on Wednesday. The only difference would have been two things. That is the commercial free 30 minutes and the 10 minute overrun. Those are the right. only two things that I feel would have been, would not have been there had this show been on Wednesday. Right. But we still would have got this dynamite that's yes. leading to the dynamite next week or leading to collision on Saturday, you know? Yes. 
Richard Martinez says, we didn't have imaginary girlfriends. They just went to different schools. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the, that's what guys had. <laughs> guys said, I do got a girl. She actually goes to a different school. You don't know her. You can't find her. Do not Google her name. <laughs> she right. lives in Canada. That was it. Yeah, she's somewhere else. She used to go to the school, but yesterday was her last day. You didn't know her? <laughs> Damn, you just missed her. She was that girl. She always hung out in the corner. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know her. <laughs> Damn. See, see, you guys are okay. liars. All right. Okay. No, okay. All, All right. right. Richard Martinez, that was a good one. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for that super chat, man. Seriously. All right. Uh, let's press on from here. We still got so much more to get into. All right. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, the embassy. So they've been doing these skits where Roderick Strong has Adam Cole out there basically doing absolutely he wants him to do. He has him on a whim, you know, uh, move my furniture, mow my, mow my lawn, all of these things, right? These are very funny. I just want to say we got another one today. We got the giraffes. Well, they got one giraffe out there. They're promoting the giraffe strong neck, by the, neck the way. Strongest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we find out that apparently the cell service is really bad over there. Uh, there was a really great line by Roderick Strong where, where when Adam Cole asked him about the TV, Roderick's like, "There's the TV is the devil. <laughs> that was funny. All right. And then he even he can't even leave. Adam Cole cannot leave because Roderick Strong keeps him there by asking him favors and stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, he's out there basically doing everything he wants, even with the broken ankle. Somebody in the chat said that TBS cut the cut, cut the stream before the end of the Edge match. If they did that, that's crazy. What? No Is way. Did anybody else watch on TBS? Because that's crazy. TBS been doing some wild stuff recently. Imagine I've, them telling them, oh, we get an overrun. Just kidding. You don't get an overrun. Over. Yeah, I'm on DirecTV, so I feel mm -hmm. like everything was fine for me. Yeah. But Oh shit! That oh no! So they say no, they did it. Maybe the guy okay, okay, okay. I was like, that's Maybe. wild. Who knows? Because TBS <laughs> has been having those errors. The so. last couple of weeks, it's been bad. I didn't know yeah. if it happened again. Yeah, that would have been that would have been lame because that was clearly like a big thing that they were promoting. So, anyways, um, all right, Roger Strong, Adam Cole, the Embassy. What'd you make of all of this? Um, where are we going with this? I like it. I'm enjoying it. I uh, I think it's funny, but like we're gonna get these every week. Where, where are, what are we doing here? Like, what's... Reg, I'll fight you. I want these every week. I, I, I want to see He's some injured. fighting, you guys. He's injured, like not Adam Roderick injured. Strong. Adam Cole is injured. Hey. The rest of them boys are not injured. His neck, his neck is not, it's not where it needs to be. His neck health is important, Reg. <laughs> Look, we get we. I, I understand. We got to have some some stuff some extra <laughs> you got a giraffe oh i'm a giraffe girl reg i don't know if you knew this about me but i have so many giraffes i have giraffes all over this house i have three giraffes that i love very much and so this is like my thing like i have a gi giraffe pajama like you name it i've got it why the giraffe uh, i've had a giraffe for a long time since i was 11. my mom bought it for me and it's just been my best friend i thought you had like an actual giraffe i was like where do you keep it <laughs> reg what you said what? I had a giraffe. And I was like, yo, you got a giraffe? I never knew you had a giraffe. You never showed it to me. I feel like if I had a real life giraffe, Red, <laughs> this is something you would have known. I don't know, Denise. You could be very protective over your giraffe. Like nobody could see my beautiful giraffe that I've had since I was a kid. I, don't I know. would be bragging if I had a real giraffe. Although I will say this, my giraffe is real to me, damn it. <laughs> It's real to me, damn it. They're giraffe and making everybody. They're just real people. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. All right, let's get back into some NXT stuff. Let's get into Dominic versus Ilya Dragunov with LA Knight as a special guest referee. So you guys are probably wondering, how the hell did this all happen? Well, this all happened at the start of the show with Cody Rhodes. Uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Dominic Mysterio was made, and then... Cody was like, okay, well, we might as well bring out uh, freaking uh, LA Knights and he's going to be the special guest referee for this match. And we even had a line where Ilya Dragunov tells Dominic, uh, he tells Rhea, and Rhea, darling, I'm going to smash your boy. thought that was really great. But this match, oh, I freaking loved this match with Dominic and Ilya. This was literally just Ilya beating the living life out of Dominic Mysterio. And it was my favorite Dominic Mysterio match ever. I don't care what anyone says. This was the ever. best Dominic Mysterio match ever. It was mm-hmm. so good. He's out there freaking clotheslining him, suplexing him. He's literally just doing everything possible to, 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 to beat him up. Um, At one point, we do see J.D. McDonough come into this match and he's always trying to do them favors for the judgment day he comes in la knight gets him with the stunner Rhea uh, tries to get involved and help out her man but she gets knocked off the apron she falls into the arms of trick williams and they have a moment where it's like what the hell and then trick williams has like a little smirk of like mm-hmm. yeah i'm holding Rhea right now uh we end up seeing uh elia obviously get the win and defeat Dominic Mysterio and keep his NXT championship. I would have died, Reg. I would have died. I thought for a second, Denise, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, are they going to do this? This is going to be nasty. I would have boycotted NXT next week if Ilya had lost (laughs) to Dominic Mysterio. I would have been so livid. Um, this all led to everybody coming after the champion, Baron Corbin, Dijak attacked them from behind. Uh, how'd you feel seeing NX? How'd you feel seeing LA Knight as the referee in the special, as the special guest referee in this match? And what'd you think of this matchup? Another very over like Rover person. They love them some LA Knight. It's not fake. They keep, it feels like WWE keeps trying to, they do this thing where they try to, trick the fans into not thinking like that they've been trying to trick the fans into not being la night uh fans and not going so hard for him by being like he's so over he's so this to convince convince you that they're the ones that are doing it to get you to boom but it doesn't work la night is so over people love him he could just come out and talk just come out and walk and he's over really enjoying that for him <clears throat> dragging off is an incredible champion i think is what it is him becoming champion was such a great idea because exactly what he did here with Dominic Mysterio. Denise said this was her favorite Dominic Mysterio match ever because of how good Dragunov is. He could be in there with anybody in his intensity, his strikes, his moveset, his facials, everything just makes you invested in every single match, whether he's getting beat up or whether he's beating someone up. Just like the perfect champion, I think, right now for what NXT represent. And if you could get amazing matches like this out of Dominic Mysterio, imagine what he's going to do with everybody else. I loved it, man. This was good shit. If you guys didn't watch this, I would check it out just for fun. If you're, if you're anti-Dominic Mysterio, this is the match for you, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. And speaking of phenomenal matches, we opened up AEW Dynamite with Brian Danielson versus Swerve Strickland uh, to see who would become the number one contender for the AEW TNT Championship. And, of course, we had uh, – this was a phenomenal match. They almost went the full 30 minutes, but they didn't. Yeah. 
but they got pretty damn close. And this was great. I think the thing that really stood out to me was all of the strikes that we saw during this match. But as I mentioned earlier, Hangman went out there and uh, he took away the crown that Swerve was about to use to cheat uh, in the match, he was going to use uh, Prince Nana's crown, but instead Swerve went, I mean, sorry, Hangman went out there and took that away from Swerve. And so this allowed uh, Brian to go in there with the bow cycle knee and get the win, get the win in this match. And now we're going to be seeing Brian Danielson versus Christian Cage on AEW Collision. This was everything I could imagine, Denise. Swerve coming off a great big win in Seattle. He had got, got a monster pop in Seattle. Brian Danielson coming off a great win in Seattle. Another monster pop in Seattle. For these two guys to meet, Swerve, I've talked to Swerve a couple of times about wrestling Brian Danielson because when he first came into AEW, um, I was asking him a bunch of questions on people he wanted to, to wrestle. Oh, what kind of what he wanted to do coming into AEW and like, Brian Danielson, of course, was on like that short list of things he liked to do. They're from the same area. They've been doing things together, not together, but like in the same area for a long time. So I was interested in seeing this match. So, so long. Brian Danielson is an incredibly talented wrestler. Again, he's like dragging off. You can put in there with the broom, your grandma, your dog. You're going to get a five-star match. This match was badass. Both of them were 100% who they should be. Swerve comes out with all the confidence. He has Nana. He has the gear. He just looks like a big star. Beating Hangman Page made him look like an even bigger star. Brian Danielson, you could do anything. He could be anybody. He was 100% on who he should be. Swerve is hitting all the great moves that he, he could hit. I thought this was really good, Denise. Um, people coming into this were saying that they thought that Swerve should win. But, you know, wins and losses are, it depends on how you do them if a loss is going to hurt somebody. Being in a match with Brian Danielson, no matter who you are, is going to put you up in a different echelon if he's not going to squash you. He didn't squash uh, Swerve, gave him a lot of room to show that he's good. And uh, I thought that the match was perfect for Swerve, making him into a main event star. Brian Danielson winning is cool because we get to see him wrestle Christian on, on the TNT Championship. Anytime we get to see multiple Brian Danielson matches, I think it's great. We got to get everything in we can because this retirement shit is real. Like, I think people are like, I don't know. Maybe he's just talking. No, he's been talking about retiring for a long time. And I think he's done everything he kind of wanted and needed to do returning and being an AW. Now it's just like this. We're having fun on the way out. And this was another one of those fun ones. Do this match 500 more times, please. Have it on Dynamite next week, the, the, the first match, and then have it on the next Dynamite. Look, I just want to see it all the time. Yeah, I 1000% did not have a problem with him losing to Brian Danielson. No. And then on top of that, because you had Hangman Page, who he's been beefing with, uh, it only continues to further this story where it's like you, you like Swerve Strickland's clearly going to have to be like, you know, him taking this loss to Brian Danielson is not going to, you know, feed his ego. So he's going to be pissed. He's going yep. to be pissed. And who is he going to come after? He's going to come after Hangman Page. And so this kind of continues that whole story that they've been doing together. Exactly. Uh, so I'm really, really feeling what they're doing here. And I thought that the match was great. Love that it kicked off the show. It was the right call to make to kick off the show uh, mm -hmm. with this match. Good stuff, man. All right. Another match that I thought was really good stuff. And this was straightforward. Powerhouse Hobbs defeating Chris Jericho in a dominant, dominant fashion. I don't even think I, I don't even remember if Chris Jericho had any offense during this match. If he did, don't even remember it because Powerhouse Hobbs killed 
him, man. And even after this match, he he's I think he like still went after him after this match. I forget. But he he wins. He has Don Callis coming up, raising his hand. I mean, this was massive for him. I'm feeling this. I know that Hobbs, I know you're a big Hobbs fan. Uh, are you digging this? I'm bigger than a Hobbs fan, Denise. What's what's next? What's on the top uh, above being a big giant fan? This is my stand? brother. I love like him. He's my, I'm a powerhouse. I've never called myself a stand of anything. Powerhouse Hobbs Stan. Last week was amazing. Him being with the Don Callis family is awesome. I told y'all last week, if you watched the video, count your fucking days, Chris Jericho. Next Wednesday, next Tuesday, you're going to die. Powerhouse Hobbs came in here, hit him with like 10 spine busters. Even before that, Denise, he comes out. He has new gear. No more singlet. He's a big, brolic-bodied mf'er coming to destroy somebody. He looks like a big star with Don Callis. I knew that him being paired with him was going to help a lot. Gets in the ring, destroys Chris Jericho. Like you said, did Chris Jericho even get any offense in? Maybe a punch or two, but for the most part, Powerhouse Hobbs just dominated him. Shout out to Mark Henry, couple of world's strongest slams because Hobbs has gotten some mentorship from Mark Henry. It plays into that. This was great. Next on the agenda, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Kenny Omega. And then we're really on our way, Denise. I feel like this is it. Like, this is what we've been waiting for for Hobbs, you know? Because unfortunately, the QT stuff kind of set him back Uh, a little bit. I hated it. I know. I know. (laughs) It set him back a little bit. But you know what? He bounced right back up. And, like, this is it. Like, this is the thing. Like, he's in there last week with Kenny Omega. Now he's in this match with Chris Jericho, and they let him beat Chris Jericho the way that he did. Crazy. When's the last time you saw that happen to Chris Jericho? I don't think I've ever seen – I can't recall a match where he's been straight-up dominated and only he's gotten one, two moves of offense in. Just like going out there to be a damn jobber, essentially. You don't see that from a legend like Chris Jericho. And shout-out to Chris Jericho. He does not have to do that, Denise. At this point in his career, he could have squashed Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, that's how much power he has as a pro wrestler. But he did it. He went out there and took the one, two, three, dominated. Hobbs pinned him with his knee on his head, Denise. Like, this is big. This is huge for the big homie. And I'm so excited about it. It's meaty. (laughs) Big and meaty, baby. Hell yeah. All right. We got a super chat here from Sven Big who says, just wanted to say thank you to you both. Great night tonight. Great opening. Thank you so much for thank the love, you. man. Thank you to everybody who's Y'all out here. And- cool. All Hell night. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, let's keep it going. Let's go on over to NXT. You know, it's funny. I keep shifting my brain, my gears. I'm like <laughs> AW brain, AW brain, NXT brain. <laughs> It's like that. It it really is. All right. So over on the NXT side of things, we had a match that damn was freaking good. This was Asuka versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, We had Shotzi out there on commentary. And basically the whole thing was here that if uh, Roxanne defeated Asuka, she would get a match with Kiana James. Well, Roxanne goes out there and this was a very, very like aggressive match. Like we Mm -hmm. saw Roxanne get a little feisty and she's not the feisty type, but she Mm -hmm. got feisty in there. Asuka at one point was like yanking her hair. She was so aggressive with her, kicked her multiple times, but Roxanne was getting right back up. At one point she was asking for more. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is a new side of Roxanne that we rarely get to see. And, uh, you know, Roxanne basically did everything she could. Asuka got her in a submission and uh, she was able to get out of it. But then finally, uh, Asuka got her with her combo of strikes. Bam, took her out. One, two, three. Asuka defeats Roxanne Perez. But damn, did I love this match. And I can't wait 
to see these girls uh, down the line whenever Roxanne is no longer with NXT and she moves up to the main roster. I can't wait. And if Vasca's still around, I don't know. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Uh, maybe we'll see them have a match again down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Asuka is just, I mean, we all know how incredible of a talent she is. She's still just as good as she was in 2015 when she came to NXT. And we, all this all the time that she's dominated, she's still just as good a wrestler there. She doesn't always get to show it, but then she has matches like this tonight where you're like, oh yeah, Asuka's an incredible wrestling woman and one of the best in WWE at the time. Roxanne, awesome. Young, from Texas, trained by Booker T, multiple time champion. She just really gets it. And I think you need more matches like this against veterans. Asuka's not going to take it easy on you. And for us to be able to get behind Roxanne and be like, yeah, take it, take it, take some more, get up and fight back. Great for her character because she's in a weird position right now, Denise, right? They were like booing her. Like they don't really, yeah, that they don't really weird. understand. I still don't know what's going on with that. I, I can't even right. give you like a clear answer on that. Yeah, they don't really, they don't really understand what they, what the fans want. When they don't understand what they want to do with uh, Roxanne, do they want to boo her? They don't want to cheer. They, you don't want to get to that. She's a prodigy. They're shoving her down our throats. We don't like her position, but it also might work for her because she could do like the little heel thing of you guys didn't like me, blah, blah, blah. Always works out in the end. I think she has a bright future. So wherever happens is good, but more matches like this fans won't be born if they see more of Roxanne like this. Right, exactly. You can boo her on this one for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Wardlow uh, defeats Matt Seidel. We just had Wardlow Shh. return last week. He comes in, powerbomb Symphony, victorious, victorious for Wardlow. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you? Are you digging uh, Wardlow's new sort of new vibe? Uh, see the neat, the issue I had with Wardlow originally, Denise, was this: because where do you go from here? They couldn't figure out where to go from the powerbomb Symphony. So what did they do? They brought back the Powerbomb Symphony. Where do you go after that, though, you guys? If he comes in and squashes every single person, when it's time to get beat up, we either, one, don't believe it, or two, it just doesn't work. So what you're going to have to do is figure out how to actually book this guy instead of just making him be a squash guy. Fans like Wardlow. When he was hot, people were behind him for a reason. We did like the Powerbomb Symphony stuff, but there needs to be something else that they latch on to because if we keep doing this, people are just going to get bored again like they did last time. I've been bored. If I see one more Powerbomb, I see Powerbomb Symphony and I go, hmm, turn the exactly, other way. Exactly, <laughs> Denise. And it should be cool. He's Powerbombing Matt Seidel out of the fucking ring. You should be like, damn, this is awesome. But we're just like, all right, he's doing it again. Exactly. And we don't want he just doing it again. Exactly. All right. We got a couple more things to get into. The next thing over on NXT, uh, we were talking about the Lexus King, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, promo dude. I was digging this so freaking much. So I'm going to read this verbatim. So we had Brian, uh, Lexus King, uh, former Brian Pillman Jr. And he's in front of the TV. He's been doing all of these skits on NXT, but this is the first time where he's talked, actually showed his face and all of that. He's flipping through the, through the channels and you see a lot of clips of his dad. And this is what he said, or at least part of what he said. He said, this industry has been in my blood since birth and I could never escape it. I've got no choice but to embrace it. I have no choice but to inflict pain on the very business that has brought me so much grief. But when they see this face, I don't want them to think of my back. I don't want them to think about my dead father. I want them to think about me. I am nobody's junior. And from this day forward, I'm going to take on the last name of the real man who raised me, the real father figure in my life. And his name was King. And now so 
is mine. Wow. Oh my God, Reg. This was like hands down. I love this. I love the way that he explained why he's not taking his father's name, uh, explained the reasoning behind that, basically uh, seeing his father a lot differently, trying to get out of his shadows and all of that stuff and ha having some of that resentment for him not always being there and being in his life and raising him and all of that. So the way that they explained this, oh man, this mm -hmm. was fucking great. I'm so excited for him. I really yeah. am. I think that uh, I like this angle as like a second generation, third generation star. Cause then it's usually when we see somebody's kid, they're like, I love my dad. I love blah, blah, blah. They're the greatest. I, they give me all this stuff. But then sometimes it's not like that. Like, bro didn't see his dad a lot of the time. Bro had issues, bro. They're, they're on record. He's talking about these things. So for them to bring that real life character and those real life traits into it, I think it's going to really help for Lexus King, which I'm going to have to get used to because that's right. Yeah. I do want to clarify one thing, though. The reported name is Lexus King, uh, but the, he just said, oh, and he just said the last name. King, he didn't so say the Lexus. He part. didn't he didn't say the Lexus part, but that it mm. had been reported that it was going to be Lexus King. But mm. he didn't say the Lexus part in the promo. So who knows? That could still change. Who knows? But right. he did say the King part. So we mm. might as well get used to it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lexus. Exactly. <laughs> Lexus King. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But anyway. Anyways, this was freaking awesome. I agree with yeah, you. I'm excited to see um, what we get here with all of that. Oh, man. All right. We covered everything. That is it. We got we? to it. The big things from both AEW and NXT. Look Those were the us. biggest. Denise, we I don't know it. how you do it, lady. You be just, you just get through it all. I don't know either, man. I don't know. My back hurts. We're, we're getting through it. We got a uh, last call for Super Chats, guys. If any of you wanted to get in any last call, uh, Super Chats, now is the chance because uh, we're about to wrap up the show. We got one here from Will Chisholm who says it's crazy how much he looks like his dad, even with the hair. Yeah, oh, it's going to yeah. be hard to get. That's the part that I'm like, are they going to be able to like not see Brian Pillman every time you see him? So, you know, it's going to yeah. be a an uphill battle for the kid. Even when they did like that little effect where like it was his mm -hmm. face and then his dad's face, I'm yeah. like, you got to pause it because, like, I see yeah, it, but, like, it's the right. same face. Of, of course it is, you know. <laughs> DNA, guys, DNA. Uh, but thank you so much to Will Chisholm for the super chat. Uh, before we go, um, a couple of notes, guys. Uh, of course, we won't be here tomorrow because we already covered Wednesday Night Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, but we will be back to our normal schedule next week, of course. Uh, in the meantime, please do not forget to check out all of the videos and everything that's been going up here on the channel. Uh, a huge thing. I'm going to be making an announcement in a couple of days. Reg, I'll tell you the announcement after we go off air but we have i'll have an announcement pretty excited. soon here i'm very very excited love about when, when denise cooks we all are so oh happy. oh reg you're gonna love this yeah, announcement it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna impact you actually too oh, yeah yeah uh, exactly so uh keep an eye out for the announcement it'll be coming in just a couple of days and uh yeah subscribe to the channel guys reg please let the people know where they can follow you and support you and all of that good you stuff. guys i want to say first of all thanks to everybody for the support tonight and the super chats and everything you guys are so cool just amazing uh, you can catch me every saturday with phil Lindsay on the grab city podcast Today, we actually just re released an interview with Swerve. So you can check that out. Me and Phil interviewed Swerve like three days ago or something. Very recently, talking about the matches tonight, talking about Seattle, talking about everything. So check that out. Check out Grapsity. Tomorrow, I'll be on with Mike on Indeed. I keep thinking it's Wednesday night. We're talking about Thursday. But tomorrow's Wednesday. I'll be on with Mike on Indeed. Thursday, I'll be on Ask Grapsity. No, no. Thursday, I'll be on the Ring of Honor post show. And every Wednesday, you can catch me here on Denise's channel. So much fun. I missed you, Denise. I'm glad you're back. Glad the to California connect, baby. Woo! 
All right, guys, that is it for us today. Please do not forget to give us some love over on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, please. I do read those here on the streams. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everyone.